Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. We're excited to welcome this week's special guest, David the Big Orange Terea. Guys, I read this article today on the the Big Spur. Shout out the Big Spur, South Carolina's 247 site. It was called How Three SEC Foes Could Beat Georgia. Do you know what the number one team they think could beat Georgia is? Well, for, let me guess. This year, it was or... on the Big Spur. <laughs> well, this guy's, this, guy's, this guy's actually a, a national writer. So uh, uh, I didn't see number it on my one, 247 page. Is all I'm going to say. This is one of the national guys, first off, let the record state, but you're right. You're con- you used your context clues. It was South Carolina. <laughs> it has South Carolina, Auburn, and Tennessee as Whoa, the three most bad. likely teams to beat Georgia. Because they so, played Georgia. Yeah. I'm assuming that's yeah, yeah during correct. the regular season. I mean, if you think about Georgia's schedule, it is regular season. Like UT Martin, no. Ball State, no. UAB, no. Auburn, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, no. Missouri, maybe, just because of last year. Old Miss, maybe. Tennessee, maybe. Georgia Tech, no. So there's only like four options. You're right. Oh, all those games, yeah. cupcakes, back where I come from. Um, what an yeah, how is their schedule so how's it feel to call yourself a cupcake? Dude, oh boy, pretty good. To be honest <laughs> with you. I see myself more as a layer cake, but I'll take a cupcake. Tennessee would be one of those cupcakes with like a little airplane on it. Like There's nothing point. more funny in my mind as a Georgia fan hearing all the Tennessee, South Carolina, Auburn. Okay, now, all other SECs fans calling our schedule easy when they are in our schedule. It's okay. like, you know what? Get better. I don't know. Well, what go, look like. at, go look at South Carolina's schedule. Georgia has a hard schedule next year, but this year it's pretty easy. Yeah. And I, you know, not to hash it out because I know everyone's heard it a hundred times, but we were supposed to play Oklahoma this year and the SEC next. So yeah, Oklahoma sucks. Finnables is going to lose the job. But Maybe. not this year, but I just don't think he's going to be that good. I think they'd be middle to bottom of the SEC when they get in. Yeah, like one of those guys who he seems like a Will Muschamp, like good defensive coordinator, but yeah. not a very good head coach. Is that fair? Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about like Zach Arnett at Mississippi State too. Like I look at him and I'm like, I I get the hire, but some that, guys are just coordinators. Seem I like mean, a winner. It's yeah, been proven exactly a million right. times. Yeah, I mean, I think the Mississippi State situation is kind of a you know it, it would have. I agree. And I had to do it. I totally agree. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by the end of this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he has a bad year, is he gone? 100%. I get why they did it. Like, you want the continuity, and that's a tough situation. But yeah, yeah, it's like weird. As much as I want to make fun of that stupid article on the Spur, I mean, South Carolina has given Georgia fits historically. They Even are. on years, they shouldn't. Uh, they are the Spur I mean, in our side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pun, pun intended, folks. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I, I'll, I'll make my argument for and against South Carolina, Tuck, and you just you feel free to tell me how crazy I am. So let me start with the argument against South Carolina and all the South Carolina fans listening. I'll, I'll apologize by saying I am sorry. I'm, I'm going to give you the cold, hard truth. In my opinion, the two hardest things to do, or excuse me, the two most important things to do in college football is to run the ball and stop the run. South Carolina cannot do either. We cannot run the ball, and we also cannot stop the run. Unfortunately, Georgia's literally the best team statistically in the country at running the ball and at stopping the run. And you might see some data that says like, Oh, what about the service academies? Like we're not including army and Navy and these teams running the triple option. Like we're just not including those. I will say, am I right though, Tuck? Like George is going to have an elite offensive line, elite running backs, elite defensive line, probably elite linebackers. Like, 
So I will say we have this year elite offensive line, elite linebackers, elite secondary. Our defensive line this year is experienced with young kind of freaks talent. Um, but we, we are, we don't have that Trayvon Walker type guy. Um, on the Trayvon Walker, line. dude, your defensive tackles were well, or Jordan Jenkins or Jalen Carter or yeah, Jordan Davis, any of those guys. So, yeah. um, that's good to hear, dude. To I, I mean, we still got a little bit. We, we got we've got six deep there that can rotate in, and some are young and more able, and then some are older and kind of less talented. But uh, you know, Kirby's been saying good things about them. So I, I do think, but our linebackers are going to be insane, uh, especially our middle linebackers, um, and our secondary is going to be really good too. So. If there is anywhere to expose us, it might be pounding the rock. Um, and, and one then, of your, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Well, and then I, I'll, on the offense side of the ball, our running backs right now are all <laughs> seem to be beat up. Um, I think they're all good. Uh, they just all seem to consistently get hurt and be hurt. And uh, we're hoping, you know, come come game time that we'll have a couple of them ready to go. But it, it's hard to say. But our line's right. going to be good enough, I think, to open holes for whoever is we're handing the ball to. All right. You know, I was just going to say, didn't y'all lose a big defensive lineman transfer? Or am I making that up? We uh, did. We lost, lost players transfer. We lost, we lost Peter Alexander. To, no, no, I'm talking no, about South Carolina. He's asking uh, about uh, South uh, Carolina. It's my turn. I'm yeah. the South Carolina expert. <laughs> <laughs> we lost uh, Jordan Birch. He went to Oregon. Birch, yeah. That's Why cool. did he do that? He was a five-star. But yeah. even, even worse, we had this guy named Gilbert Edmonds, who was like not a very highly touted recruit. Um, but he was a stud. He was coming on, and he went to Florida State. He's going to be the starter at Florida State at defensive end this year. Yeah, so they lost two big ones. Yeah, Florida State has a pretty solid defensive line this year. They're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so let me throw this hypothetical on you, Tuck. Just taking what you're telling me, Georgia, South Carolina rolls into Athens. All of Georgia's scholarship running backs are hurt. So they go to like the SAE or the KA house and they got to pick up a guy starter at running back. Maybe we can stop the run in that scenario. I don't, I still, I I I think I might be able to run the rock on y'all. I was going to say, I still think I still think like 2012 Tucker Compton still probably gets like five yards per carry against us, but there'd be some fumbles, some turnovers. So only because you couldn't see him. Yeah, correct. True. I just hide behind the six foot six, three hundred fifty pound lineman yeah. that we have, and and just ride him until until I fall. You'd be like Darren Sproles back there. They'd be like, "Who is this kid?" I'll say there. South Carolina's biggest problem with me, and I, you know, typically. I put South Carolina up there as the team to you know upset us because I I have yeah. watched it happen time and time again, every third year. Yeah. And if and if I don't say it, then it's going to happen. But we play y'all third game out of the year between Ball State and UAB, which means our first two games against UT Martin and Ball State, you know, we're essentially prepping for South Carolina. Yeah, correct. And then we also have y'all at home. Yep. And that's just not a good recipe for. And it's the three thirty CBS game of the week. Uh, have they announced that? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the schedule. They announced a couple of them this morning, like uh, recently. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so you know, I Georgia gets hyped for big games. I, I think that's one thing that. I think that's a big differential mark between Mark Rick and Kirby Smart. Kirby seems to get him up for the big games. Now, you know, we have gone down in non-big games, Um, not as often as we did with Rick, but but Rick, it seemed like when we had those big games, we we never quite came up uh, where we needed to be. I miss Mark Rick, man. I like the Kirby. <laughs> I'm what sure you did as a South Carolina fan. That was my guy. Let me talk. Let me give you another scenario. And this is, you know, 
hopefully my lips to God's ears. God, if you're listening, um, Spencer Rattler strolls in there. We're both undefeated. Y'all are number one. We're number 16. We get college game day again. So we'll have it twice in the first three weeks. Love that. He comes out there. Juice Wells is unguardable. I mean, y'all secondary is really good. I think Juice Wells is the best wide receiver in the SEC and maybe the second best wide receiver in college football behind Marvin Harrison Jr. So it's like Spencer Rattler to Juice Wells connection is strong. Carson Beck has essentially like mental, physical, emotional breakdown, throws a bunch of picks. Maybe my guy, Pete Limbo, maybe South Carolina like blocks a punt for a touchdown. Maybe there's like a fake field goal for a touchdown. And then what do you know? 28, 27 Gamecocks. You know, that scale of one to 10. How unrealistic is that? Is that like an eight on the unrealistic scale? I, I mean, I, I give it closer to a 10. Cause he, even when you were halfway through that list, I was thinking, I think we still take this. Um, because, well, Juice Wells is a stud, but I Kirby Smart's the best defensive mind in college football right now. And if that's your pretty much your only real asset on the field, we're going to find a way to take it away. Um, I will say, I, I think we do have a couple. None of these guys have done anything, but um, our number two wide receiver is a guy named Xavier Leggett who's like 6'2", 230, insane athlete. I, I think he's going to be really good. We have this speedster named Amirian Brown who broke like all of Calvin Johnson's freshman records at Georgia Tech who transferred. Um, so I think he's going to be good. And then y'all have probably seen this, but we've got this new kid, Nick Harbour. I've told you all about this guy. They just did like the annual college football freaks list. He's a oh, He's that number kid one. Is a monster. What is he going to yeah, play? Correct. Wide receiver. What's he going to play? He's six five. He's two forty five. Receiver. Yeah, he's already bigger than like Calvin Johnson, like in his prime, and like uh, just he's. Yeah, he's a he monster. ran like a ten three hundred yard hundred meter dash or something. He's actually faster, so he has the fastest high school time at ten two zero. Holy. Um, yeah, he's, he's faster huge. than Usain Bolt at the same age, and he's 6'5", 245. Right, and he's the most ahead of ourselves, but no, that, that's a fact. I've, that there's you can look up the data. Um, this guy's going to run in the Olympics, and he's he's our true freshman five star like wide receiver, and like, well, there's your best bet. Wait, I well, thought yeah, him so out he's there playing, and run. Is he route. not playing defense though? No, so we recruited him originally as a defensive end, but. And he wanted to play wide receiver, and Beamer was like, "You do whatever you want." Really? So he's going to be on the field from the first second, right? Yeah, he's already in our top six at receiver, obviously, uh, and he did really well in our scrimmage um, on Saturday. Apparently, he was, and I quote, like un- unguardable, just like too big and too fast. I mean, yeah, dude. Holy, so, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, Beamer, Beamer definitely laid out the red carpet for that guy, and he. uh and this is where I actually think he's going to be the best. He uh, He's on our punt block unit. Oh, yeah. And they're already having to like take him out of that during practice because he like blocks too many punts. <laughs> like they're like, you got to let the punter awesome. punt. He's like, yeah, I forgot y'all got that guy. Yeah. He, I mean, he, I don't know where he fell in the final like recruit rankings, but he was he probably was like, number the one most athlete. exciting. Yeah. Number five one star, athlete. Number yeah. one athlete in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just because he didn't have a position. But if he had like dedicated to position, he probably would have been number one at whatever it was. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a guy who has like eighteen catches this year for six hundred yards and nine touchdowns. He's gonna be one of it's gonna be stupid. He's gonna that's be one crazy. of those. Yeah, I forgot about the guy. Yeah, the guy like that's an X factor, dude. Yeah, so you know? there it is. Maybe maybe that yeah. guy blocks a punt. Maybe he has a couple go routes, and maybe we do this thing the old-fashioned way, 45-42 Gamecocks. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina has a tough season opener, though. That's going to be a good one. Well, for, If it does happen, it will not be 45-42. It'll be like... No, it'll be lower than that. 14-17. And y'all, no, you're really no. banking on Carson Beck and the quarterback play falling apart. I can see it now, 14-17. 
Beck throws five picks. Rattler Which, throws I mean, five it, picks. It's got to yeah. happen just one disaster game, football. It, it's got to happen one game. I mean, there's no way they can just. I feel like it's a discredit to how good Stetson was to expect them to do it again. I don't know. Stetson was just, you always, I don't know, as an f- outside person, you always root against him. I, I always wanted him to mess up, and he just never did. And I, yeah. I don't know. That'd be hard for Beck to keep up. I agree. I, I do think it's, uh, especially early in the season. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think saying. that's yeah. going to be, you know, the top. That the, first road game at Auburn, isn't it? That's y'all's first, like, road game. Yeah. I think, and so I think at that's, Auburn. you know, I think that's more realistic. Um, that's week five at Auburn. Because Auburn could throw out, you know, they, I mean, they, they could throw out th- – three different quarterbacks, you know what I mean? So, and the, two of them really that play completely different. Yeah. I could see oh that being a factor, you know what I mean? Where they the kind of don't know their quarterback, yeah. The Savannah kid, Holden Gurner, is that his last name? Like, dude, if he takes out the dogs, dude. The BC is greater than the dogs. We'd be, be so proud of him. God, dude, it'd be amazing. Well, and part of me just knows, like, Hugh Freeze is going to have – he's going to have some, like – he's got – it's his first year. I think he's going to be successful. But pretty much every good coach's first year ends up being not great. But they have that like that win under their yeah, and that catapults that shows next that, yeah, year. That, that, shows that, that, that gets those yeah. recruits in the door and gets the donors juicing and and flowing money. And you know, I, I think Auburn. Honestly, this year is going to have to beat like a LSU or an Alabama or a Georgia, and I think I, I, if I had to guess, I would guess that they would beat one of the three of them this year. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, that's I, a good way to think about it. Like, I, I don't, I would, I wouldn't put money on them winning them all individually, but if I could put a bet that they'll beat one of the three of them, I, I think I would. I just like they got that weird factor of Hugh Freeze mixed with all these transfers. But my thing with them too, I, I think it's probably because of all the transfers and new coaches and new everything, for me, it's more likely to happen later in their season than yeah. it is by week five against Georgia. I know and normally Auburn is later too. And they've you got know, that brutal right. think about where the think about where the Georgia game lands. They have that brutal four game stretch. They go at Texas AM, Georgia at home, at LSU, Old Miss at home. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough. That's that tough. is that is just absolutely brutal. So like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they only end up with five wins this season or six wins, but they, you know, one of them is against one of the top teams they play. And they they essentially piggyback on that into year two, and that's when they next year is when they see real success. All right. So what about the last? What about the last team on that list? list. Old Tennessee. Who's the the last team on that list, David? The number one team in the nation, the Tennessee Vols. (laughs) Y'all were number one. one Just kidding. A week, like number one at five days. Growing power, quarterback growing power, power, ninety nine. Awesome quarterbacks, ninety nine. I do think it's, it's funny. funny how, like, hey, I will. Like, I think Georgia fans have gotten a pretty terrible online, at least in the comment sections on things. Oh, you think? You Which think I don't. Think that? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just comes with success. I don't feel like we used to be that way. <laughs> but no, you guys had a little more humility back. We definitely. I mean, we were we were the team that just couldn't get over the hump uh, yeah. forever, and so I now feel like everyone like felt bad for the- us. The hump, and so I, I don't know. We, but it's so funny seeing everyone comment, be like, "Oh, Tennessee shouldn't have been number one." Blah blah blah. Like, yeah, they should have. I, I mean, they had like great wins under their belt. We had yeah, played dude, that Bama game was electric, dude. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, that was the I, best wait, game Tennessee of guys, Tennessee almost, Tennessee almost made the playoff last year. They should. Yeah. Why did? Why didn't they? <laughs> Does anyone remember? Oh man, it worked out hard. Yes, hard to, hard to tell really... how those guys think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably. I mean, Hendon was hurt. You know, they got stomped those last couple games. It just wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. We almost made it. 
plus. But I don't know. I mean, and, and we were talking about this earlier. Like, I think the one thing that holds them back is just having that elite defense. You know, we were looking at – I just don't know how good their defense is this year. The offense is going to be there. Um, just just not sure if they're going to have the level of defense to get, you know, over the hump this year. But, David, like, what's the recipe for Tennessee to beat Georgia? Is it just, like, 500 yards passing? I mean, just clicking, dude. Yeah, keeping the defense on their toes, a lot of plays, get them tired, and Georgia just has a slow offensive game, which, I mean, they didn't have a Stetson, Stetson, but, I mean, with it's it's hard to know what to expect with the new guys, but, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep up with them. If the the Tennessee offense is clicking, getting first down, scoring, I mean, it could be hard for them to um, keep up. I mean, that's the – that's the clear recipe. Yeah. That's I late mean, in the season, right? Say what? Isn't that pretty late in the season? Isn't that one of Georgia's last Yeah, it's game? in November. It's it's a little it, later. It's our second to last game. Miss. Right yeah. before right before tech and right after Ole Miss. So I look I, I think if it's anyone that's at Tennessee, I mean first I, first of all, it's after Ole Miss, who we do have Ole Miss at home. Um but then we gotta travel to Knoxville. Everyone knows how loud that stadium gets because they cram a hundred and fifteen thousand people into a eighty thousand seat stadium. Yep. Um, and they have that gimmicky offense. Um, I love so, how you say that. Is it? And it just like you know if they've they can go on a quick streak and put up 28 points in, in, in four minutes, you know, and, and I will say over the past couple of years, what has gotten Georgia's defense in trouble is the passing attack. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was Ohio state last year with Marvin Harrison. I mean, they first half were, putting us on our heels. Our secondary looked like they had no answers. And then, you know, the game before that that was close was the SEC championship, the game before against Alabama, where they waxed us. Um, And they – can you all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can. I just lost a lot of background noise for some reason. We're letting you – and yeah, and so in Alabama's passing attack just uh, went down our throats, and, and we we couldn't find an answer to it. And Alabama killed us. Now you know we adapted in the national championship and took care of business. And obviously, everyone claims that our national championships are only because wide receivers were hurt. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, y'all were the best team. I mean, I hate to admit it, y'all were the best team last two years. Yeah, I mean, there's just no getting around it. Agreed. So it's – and Tennessee has that, you know. I, yeah, I mean, they have the – I mean, they all have big, big, fast receivers. I mean, they'll have the small little guys that can torture too. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's the – I would say, not in a non-biased, as non-biased as I can, I think that's the scariest game, in my opinion. That's, that's what the data says, David. I just looked up. Um, they have six, six lines out so far for UGA. The yeah. Tennessee games, one of them, believe it or not, and it's Georgia minus seven. That really? feels tight. I didn't yeah. think it'd be that close. What's um, the South Carolina one? If it's out? that's we don't need to share what it is. Let's do it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Tell us. Let's get it's, through this list. I don't think it's accurate, but it's, it's important. It's important for the uh, for this episode. There, they're they're giving my Gamecocks twenty four points, which like what? I, I, I tentatively I tentative like that according I'm, to DraftKings. Dude, we wow. beat y'all forty-eight to seven last year, and <laughs> we're, you know, a, probably just as good, if not better, this year. I think, in my mind, y'all are not better. Y'all can't be we, better. Our defense we, can be better than it was. Who's this we and y'all? You're playing right. running back for Georgia. I'm out there at receiver. <laughs> you dominated me, Tuck. You got me good last year. Georgia is. I I think they should be as good, if not better, this year. And I'll honestly, I thought last year was the year that we were going to take a step down. Um, and Stetson Bennett, thankfully, I think stepped up and made our offense more dynamic, which is what made us undefeated. 
um, and, and took us over the hump and, and honestly won us some games that we probably shouldn't have won, like the Ohio State game and the Missouri game. Uh, I mean, I, I think if we didn't have Stetson in those games, we might have lost. So, um, but this year, I, I think we've got a more complete team, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I think our offense is more experienced at the skill positions. Um, it, it really just comes down to if we can get Carson Beck rolling. Tuck, listen to these spreads. Tell me what you think. So South Carol- Georgia minus 24 against South Carolina. Georgia minus 19 against Auburn. Georgia minus 24 against Kentucky. Like, that's another one. Give me Kentucky Kentucky in that game. Yeah. It's hard. I I, like, I'm a Mark Stoops guy. Like, he he gets it. 19 at Auburn seems like a lot. Um, Auburn, another low key, terrible place to play as an, as an opponent, like they they get rowdy in there, and yeah, they can get the momentum on their side quick. Yeah, you don't I, start out. I've hard. been there for a Georgia night game and watch them whip our ass, and when we were favored by a lot of points. So, Jordan Hare, more like it's loud in here, right? <laughs> you guys get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All in all. The the real question is, you know, if Georgia does slip one game, do they make it to the SEC championship game? If they do, I think if they do and win, they still, you know, go to the playoff. But my big fear is that we'd slip up in a game, say it's at Tennessee, and Tennessee only has one other SEC loss and they go to the SEC championship game and Georgia is sitting at like five and sitting out, you know, because of our lack of strength of schedule and the fact that we don't play in our conference championship. So that's my big fear as a Georgia fan, uh, which is why I, you know, and, and don't want to lose any games. What about so I I like your point about the SEC championship game. Like, let's let's be honest. I even a one loss Georgia to me is going to the SEC championship. Like, because who who else would it be from the East? It's either going to be Tennessee or South Carolina, and I don't think it's either of us. Um, maybe David, maybe Tennessee can run the table. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be tough. Super realistic. It'll be tough. Um, yeah. Who's Tennessee's other West opponent this year? Uh, well, they have Alabama and Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. Not good. So that's yeah, Alabama after that game last year. So. Yeah. So that makes it. They're tough. gonna they're gonna want to be down the Vols. I'll put it lightly. They did not like that game last year. And now time for a quick commercial break this podcast is not sponsored by bagel bites pizza in the morning pizza in the evening pizza at supper time when pizza's on a bagel you can eat pizza anytime i mean they seem to be i don't know i mean i feel like we're not talking about them at all and they just ran the last decade before georgia won these two i mean I don't know. I mean, it feels like you can't count them out. I mean, I feel like Saban, he's got to put a year together, I feel like, here soon after a couple not Alabama-esque years, um, and everybody's sleeping on them kind of. So I could see them being, you know, being the team to beat at the end of the year if the quarterback stuff works out. I think you're exactly right. Like, I I think out of the West, it's Alabama or LSU. Um, And and I think that both of those teams – can beat Georgia. Will they beat Georgia? Who yeah. Knows? Like, well, it's like we all put Jaden Daniels as our best quarterback. Yeah. Like, okay. If he tough. has a, you know, I don't want to say he's not going to have a Joe Burrow year, but like, I don't know, maybe like a uh, Deshaun Watson or somebody like that. Just he a year that's really finals. solid. You know what I mean? And yeah, lead your absolutely. team. I mean, I feel like he could do it. And if not, it'll be because Alabama is too good. And then if they're that good, then they definitely, I think, will be able to give Georgia. 
a major challenge this year. Because I think you were you're just discount. You've seen Georgia win too. It doesn't feel like they're going to go off the hill, but you know Stetson was really good. Whether he looked like a frat boy or not, he was really good. Made a lot of plays, and uh, it, I feel like it would be discounting his efforts to think that they're automatically just back in the national championship. I agree. And then think about Alabama this year. Like I, I think Alabama is going to be potentially dangerous. They don't have the quarterback play, but they're going to have a great offensive line. They're going to have five elite tier one running backs. Like, is this going to be like old school a couple of years ago, Alabama where Nick Saban's just like, screw it. We're going to run it down your throats, deal with it. Like we're going to run it and play good defense. That's a recipe for success. I mean, they went to the pass because they had Bryce Young, but like, yeah, let's go back to just handing the ball off. I think yeah, that I mean, that's how they won like, a lot of those championships. That's how they you that's how we built us dynasty. You're exactly <laughs> yeah. right. And that would be fun to watch Alabama do that. And then Georgia seems just I, I think Georgia has really good receivers and tight ends. So like it seems like Georgia is going to be more of like a let's air it out, and Alabama's going to be let's run it down your throats. That's a game I'd like to watch. That's a game I'd be excited to watch. Yeah. So you know, I, when I was looking at this, when we we're talking about this episode and getting into the, you know, who can beat Georgia? Uh, you know, I I really think of it as a two, possibly three team race. I mean, I, I think Tennessee could beat us in like a you know one of those crazy, just SEC games. You know, at at Tennessee, it could Probably be a night game. game. You know, everyone's going buck wild. Offense gets off to a hot start, and we just have a bad day, you know. But in all reality of who, like, matches up to us, I think Alabama is really the only one that I can see, and then potentially LSU. A lot lot of people have LSU's defense and top ten defenses this year. I – you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I mean, last year their defense was ranked 33rd. Year before that, it was ranked 70th in scoring rankings. And and so one one thing I was looking at with Alabama, and I you know it's a big kind of debate between the Georgia and Alabama fans is was was Kirby Saban's secret sauce. I, I mean, I don't think anyone's arguing that Nick Saban was the goat. But I went back to 20, 2008 where Nick Saban started Alabama and, and looked at defensive scoring rankings. So here's Alabama's defensive scoring rankings from 2008 up to 2022. And just for clarification, I left out 2020 because it it was just a skewed year from ranking standpoints. Who played what games where, nobody really knows. So how can you rank someone's total defense? I, I just don't think you can. But their rankings from 2008 to 2022 were second, second, fourth, first, first, fourth, sixth, third, first, first, fourth, 15th, 20th, 10th. So pretty good. So literally every year except for one from 2008 to 2018, they were ranked in the top four and scoring defenses with, you know, their highest being six. Are those all Kirby years? Are those all Kirby years, Tuck? So Kirby left in 2015, uh, after 2015. So if I, I really look at it for with there being kind of a three year, kind of blur period there because they're still playing with Kirby players, Kirby scheme and, you know, Kirby coached kids. So for those next three years, they were first, first and fourth. But then as soon as all those kids leave for the NFL, you've got 15th, 20th and 10th the past three years, which, you know, is good. But if you're looking at the past decade from Alabama standards, it's not there. I mean, it doesn't stand. And then you look at. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to get into the Georgia side of things. Just to kind of show how Kirby has improved Georgia's defense. Because I think that's just as important as showing, 
you know, where Alabama's dropped, might have dropped off a little bit. Well, did Georgia's improve? So from 2008 to 2022 for Georgia, 64th, 64th, 37th, 23rd, 18th, 89th, 16th, 8th. Now we're in Kirby's first year, 37th. Kirby's second year, 4th. Third year, 16th. And then the last three years, we've had a Kirby first, first, second. So you're telling me that Christ has returned to earth in the form of a football coach <laughs> named Kirby Smart. All I'm saying is, I Wait, think. What year were you? I, I 80? What, <laughs> what year were you? What year were you? 89th. 89th was uh, 2013. Jeez, uh, you guys suck. How the three of us could be co 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 defensive coordinator in Georgia would not be anywhere near 80. Yeah, that was the year after yeah, we yeah, almost yeah. won the national championship too. Um, well, crazy enough. So, you know, it, it was kind of crazy looking at it from the Mark Rick area. It feel like in the Mark Rick area, it was kind of up, down, up, down, never elite, but, you know, always decent. Uh, well, not I, a lot of years were not even decent, but then I w- was looking at it and I was like, well, okay. So I got this spreadsheet laid out and I was like, well, of all these years, shoot between Georgia and Alabama from 2008-2022 what years did were national championships won and so Alabama won 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015 and 2017 their defenses ranked second first first third and first in those years Georgia's in 2021-2022 won were first and second those two years and then I was like well how about the other teams you know let, let's go into those just to see at this point, I'm wondering, is it defense that wins championships or is it, you know, Georgia and Alabama? Oh, Tuck, I was about to ask, when's the old cliche coming out? Defense wins championships. Well, it'll it feels like out. the data is pointing at, at the end that of way. my data spree here that I hope the podcast is following. But 2008, what? Florida wins national championship with the fourth ranked defense. 2013, Florida State wins the Jameis Winston year. Everyone thinks Jameis Winston was the man. They had the number dude, one ranked he defense. He was the man, dude. I mean, he was. Uh, Jameis is the funniest football player to ever live. But their what defense for was obviously really speech. good, too. Yeah, they were great. Clemson, 2016, 10th ranked defense. And they played Alabama, who had the number one ranked defense that year. And then... 2018, Clemson had the first ranked defense. So, of the past 14 years, the only three years where a top 10 ranked defense did not win the national championship was 2010 Auburn, which was Cam Newton. That was the Cam Newton team. Possibly, you know, greatest college quarterback ever. Best individual player in college football. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, from I a pure athleticism too. standpoint. He was the man. Unstoppable. Yeah, unstoppable. unstoppable. Uh, 2014 Ohio State. Now, that one, a little flicky. I mean, that was Cordell Jones, yeah, that was Michael Thomas. Yeah. That was kind of an anomaly. That's the one, the one stat that doesn't fit my, you know, my, my diagram here, my yeah. theory. And then 2019 LSU, and we all know about Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean uh, the yeah, that's ridiculous. That's offense. The best best offense in all of college football yeah. ever, uh, and will yeah, ever yeah. be probably. Yeah, people were like making fun of the Clemson defensive backs that game, and then like two years later, Chase and Jefferson are literally doing the same exact thing yeah, to every defensive <laughs> DB. It's like all right. I mean, Joe by Burrow. the end of this year, the they might have the best quarterback and two best wide receivers in all of the yeah, NFL. Yeah, correct. Literally. And Burroughs as good as anybody. I don't care. Yeah. So pretty much if you don't have a top 10 defense, really top four defense, or, you know, the best quarterback ever, your chances of winning a national championship are slim. So – when I was going through those statistics, I started thinking, all right, well, who has those attributes? And I don't put LSU's defense right now up there. 
and I don't think that their quarterback is going to be the next Cam Newton or Jebra. But Alabama's quarterback has the, or Alabama's defense has the true potential to be a top four defense this year. And so that that is kind of what scares me about them. And I, I think they are obviously the biggest piece in our way from winning the national championship for the third time in a row. Um, I don't think Ohio State's defense is that great this year if we're branching outside the SEC. I do think Michigan's defense is going to be really good. So, you know, if they come out and they're representing the Big Ten in the playoff, maybe they can step in the way. Uh, but I still don't think that they're quite on the talent level of a Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. So, yeah, there's my overall take. If, if we're looking at who's going to stop Georgia from winning a national championship, I think it has to be an elite defense or some crazy quarterback. So, you know, I, I guess you could put USC, Southern Cal in that c- category because they're going to have the elite quarterback play who could potentially yeah. tear us up. And I haven't You're paid saying. much attention to them. They, I'm sure they had some good de- defensive transfers too. Well, they had that dude from Georgia, right? That one guy, Bear Alexander. Yeah, Bear him. Alexander. He's a stud. Yeah, he's going to be really good. Um, he was – I mean, he was coming off the bench for us, but he was <laughs> yeah. he was but he was going to be a rotational player. I mean, he, he was going to yeah. get 40, 50 percent of stats. Like, yeah. He, By he the just, way, he well, went I mean, to USC he, to he be Jalen Carter. Yeah, I mean, he had Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Y'all need yeah. to y'all need Please to Google. Carter. Go ahead and Google if you're listening. Bear Alexander, uh, Los Angeles apartment. The place Southern Cal bought him is insane. He did like a little video tour. Oh, it's a multi-million dollar like penthouse (laughs) condo apartment. It's you know, looks awesome. I kind of appreciate that about Nilda. That yeah, yeah. As a Georgia fan, I should be upset because I would have. I do think probably would have bettered him in the NFL future. Did you just call it Nil? Nil. 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 I love that. Let's talk about Nil. But um, let's talk about Nil. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he would have developed more as a player going up against better players at Georgia and learning from the best. But also, there's a dollar amount involved. I mean, if we're talking millions of dollars, then in his apartment building has a as a fountain looks pretty nice. Are <laughs> <laughs> so, you really, honestly? Those the little things that sold him. Are you honestly trying to tell me Kirby Smart's a better defensive mind than Lincoln Riley? Are you honestly making <laughs> that statement on the pod? It, uh, I, I, my gosh. I'll say it with a little bit of confidence. But, yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That was my rabbit hole I went down today as far as defensive rankings and just showing how elite Kirby has been. Um, and it, it's pretty unreal. I appreciate yeah, data. I mean, yeah, I do too, man. I'm not a data guy, but I'm glad you're picking up the slag for me. <laughs> this is a this is a data podcast now. I love that. Like, we've got the data. We're the big SEC guys. Let's uh, let's just humor me. Who took Georgia or the field this year? College football. Ooh, David, you're next. So be ready. Um, I don't want the rabbit dogs to come after me, but. I, I I would have to take the field if we're wow. talking national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Addy, going Addy. for three three years in a row is winning, and, and especially in the playoff era where you have to beat two top four teams in a row, and the unknown and the unknown of Carson Beck and That's a driver for me. Yeah, I mean, new quarterback too. Uh, it's look. Do I give us the best odds over any other individual field team? Absolutely. But over the field, no. Yeah, I'm David, same I'm question, definitely, but I'm definitely taking I, the field. What if I also gave what if I give you Georgia and Tennessee? <laughs> the field. The field. I hate, I hate to, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we're gonna have a new champ this year. Uh, I don't know. I'd be shocked if Georgia won it three years in a row. I mean, that's just so hard to do. 
they've lost a lot of really good players. So, I mean, I know they're reloading with good players, but man, it's Alabama's done the same thing. They've always reloaded with good players, but they've hit a little lull. It, you need special players to win it all. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to see some special players from other teams. I agree. I, I like the field this year too. Um, I like, I like Michigan. I, I like, yeah, because they got Harvey. JJ McCarthy and the defense, like Tucker was saying. Yeah, I mean, it does take you got to get stops, yeah, yeah, and you got to score when you need to. Um, so you have to have a well rounded team. I like Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. I think, yeah, I'll be pick them anyway. I might tank in our dynasty football league for him. I'm a step ahead, of you, step ahead of you there, bud. Step ahead of you in that that tanking race. Um, I'll take all your good players, dude. In my voodoo, yeah. all worked on Justin Ross too. So yeah. he injured his leg. You better hope I don't move that needle. Yeah, Justin Ross, if you're listening, come on the podcast. We're big. Yeah. I we just are, gave you a my we are big Justin Ross Justin. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be paying attention to your career, bud. We're SEC plus Justin Ross on this podcast, which is good. So yeah, I I, I like the field as well. Um, would it surprise me to see Georgia win? No. Do I think they're do I think they should be the Vegas favorite to win? Absolutely. But yeah, this is college football. It's it's hard to it's hard to win. It's hard to two peat and it's hard to three peat. Has anybody ever three peated before? Do we know? Has that ever happened? No. Well, there's like Nebraska I think no, never mind. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. It, not really. Not in today's age. Not in the BCS era. This ain't the BCS era, brother. Oh my gosh! So I just did a quick Google. No, the no, BCS era. no one, no one <laughs> Google this. There's only one team ever to threepeat, and you'll never guess who it is. Everyone, take a guess. Do not Google it. Are they currently still playing football? Yeah, and they're absolutely terrible. What was the decade? <laughs> it was like 1934, 30. 35, and 36. Yale. Oh, good guess. Um, oh, damn it. I have no idea. It was every, for the people who guessed at home. I'm looking at a picture of the team. They're not wearing helmets, which is probably not a good sign for health. It was the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, 1934, really? 35, and 36. They were down. <laughs> Correct. Um, they went 8-0, 8-0, and then they went 7-1, and actually. So somebody somebody beat them there. Uh, and according to this article, they had the, <laughs> the game of the century, a 0-0 tie against Army. Game of the century, <laughs> folks, in just, Yankee Stadium. Just um, duking it out with the just, man. That's insane. Just two, as Tuck said, two elite defenses. Just, just no one defense budging. wins championships. No yeah. one budging. Those Golden Gophers were not letting Army score. Army was not letting them score. It was a real battle. Dude, Minnesota was a powerhouse back in the day. They were. Jeez, love that. Well, yeah. guys. Tuck, go ahead. Well, I just want one last fear. You know, I, as much as we dive into all these teams and 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 know, think we know as much as we do about them, and, and, and do podcasts on them, and, and read articles on them, you still have those LSU years where you know Joe Burrow comes out of nowhere and stuns the world. And so, you know, part of me as a Georgia fan is just like, who who might that yeah. team be this year? You know, it, yeah, for sure. Like a Florida State could, could come out and just torch the earth, you know, and, and we Florida State will have a good defense. Yeah, I don't know how good Jordan Travis is. They're hyping him up, but I don't know. I think Jordan Travis is a stud. I was about to come in and say that. I could see he Jordan might be. Travis I really crazy. don't know. I really don't know. I mean, but, well, that's the thing. I, I, we don't, we don't. He could, I mean, he could come in this year and just show exponential growth and, yeah. and take a huge leap forward and yeah, be really hey, good. Andrew. And they got a really good defense. Like, who knows? Who, David, who do who do I sound like from episode one of our pod? If you listened, Jordan Travis, eighty five point eight QBR, that's <laughs> for seventh in the country. Who am Tucker, I? Anybody? Uh, there it is. Tucker Compton. 
Nailed it. They're just nailed just it. throwing out all the QBR numbers that you and, uh, Someone needs a statistician QBR on our podcast. All right. <laughs> so wow. that people can learn that elite defenses still win national championships no matter what Kirk Herbstreet tries to ram down your throat about Ohio State. Because until they get an elite defense, they're not winning again. They had one fluke year in 2014, and that's it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Ohio State's definitely my – you're talking about the national teams. They're definitely my least favorite national team. For without sure. a doubt. And Ryan Day has the stupidest looking face I've ever seen. So I don't <laughs> want to look at it. I'm anti Ohio state. I get really annoyed with Ohio state and I get really annoyed with Notre Dame. It's like, you got to pick a conference. dude. You can't, you, you can't, can't hate on the Catholics, place. dude. You can't hate on the Catholics. Come on, dude. I kind of Sorry. respect Ohio state. Shout out, shout out Catholics. Shout out NBC. Ohio state wants to be sec football or so bad. But they just yeah, they don't have anyone to argue with, stupidly, up there in the Big Ten. Yeah, they oh, don't. That, that, that's why they be. that's why they argue with Georgia and Alabama fans all the time because we're the only ones that can have dumb arguments with them, and, and they want what they need. Their only <laughs> argument is how many dudes they put in the league. Other than that, you know, they're not. They haven't won. They've only won what 2014, and then before that it was like what early 2000s. Yeah. I know a lot of Ohio State fans. They want it to be warm during the winter months so bad. It's pathetic. Nothing like Georgia or Alabama. Nice, cool, neutral temperature. Well, they, now, they, now they, they, now they in, get to go out to California twice a year. You know? They come in and pollute the lakes of, of beautiful Tennessee. <laughs> here in the no, here come, in the summer. Come down to lakes, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> They're just riddled with Ohio people, dude. I can't stand it. <laughs> it is kind of wild. Just kidding, but they do come down here. But all right, folks. Well, I think that's uh that's a wrap for another episode. Next week, maybe we talk a little bit about the uh the AP top twenty fives coming out today. Talk a little bit about that. What else? Anything else on your mind? Florida doc, maybe. Oh yeah, a little Florida doc. We can start thinking uh, about thinking about the regular season. It's getting close. We're only what three weeks out. I know, dude. I can't wait to watch. I think we're two play. weeks out from some. Yeah, some uh, week zero games, games, weeks aren't that great. Yeah, week zero. We're we're all big Vanderbilt guys. Week zero. Give me Vandy covering the spread against Hawaii. Also, like, no, nah, dude. The Maui yeah. fires are gonna power yeah, the Hawaiians. They're screwed. And, and I mean, it like, let's let's hope for the best for Hawaii. But I think it's Vandy covering. Go ahead. We, we've we've all said that we're AJ Swan guys. So we're, we're AJ we're, Swan. We're guys. going for Vandy. I think you and Daniel said that. I never was officially on the record for that. <laughs> I'm I support Hawaii. Well, I'm a, yeah, I, I'm, I I'm a Clark Lee guy. I also support Hawaii. Let the record state, but I am a Clark <laughs> Lee guy. Thank you for listening to Big SEC Guys. That's it. That's the episode. The end.